Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. John uh, McClain from the Houston Chronicle joins us here on CBS. How are you, John? Jody, I'm well. I hope you are too. Stay safe, you and all your listeners. Same to you and yours and everybody down there in Houston. And uh, since they are uh, performing probable social distancing, I I guess there are no fights breaking out over Bill O'Brien and the decisions that he made this week, specifically trading the best wide receiver in the National Football League. So you might not have your usual sources just to get the feel of the people, but those that you do still have, how's that deal playing down in Houston these days? Well, Jody, it's been terrible. It's a huge controversy. Everybody's ready to run Bill O'Brien out of town, which happens every couple of months. The last time was after they blew the 24-point lead at Kansas City in the divisional round of the playoffs, and he went for a fake punt on his own 31, which ignited the comeback. So now with Hopkins gone, there's been more outrage over this decision than any decision in Houston since Earl Campbell, Hall of Fame running back, a native Texan designated by our legislature, along with uh, Davy Crockett and the Alamo, as a genuine <laughs> Texas legend. And they trade him, the Oilers trade him to New Orleans. And of course, we didn't have social media, we didn't have as many talk shows. But in this case, with Hopkins, people are infuriated, and it's not going to let up anytime soon. They're not as good offensively, they're not as good as a team, and the only way they could possibly justify this trade is to get farther than they got last season with Hopkins when they went to the divisional round and they've never been in an AFC championship game. All right, now I'm going to ask you this next question with tongue at least partially implanted in cheek. Uh, I guess you could say, because Michael Irvin got the ugliness rolling on ESPN by relating a story that he had, a conversation he had with DeAndre Hopkins and conversations between Hopkins and his head coach slash general manager uh, that started a firestorm that uh, couldn't be put out even by DeAndre Hopkins himself when he tried to do it on social media after the fact. 
You could make the argument Michael Irvin is a Texan through and through, but he's a cowboy and he's a Dallas guy, and he just wanted to see if he could uh, bring the Houston Texans to their knees. How much of what Irving Irving said do you think is uh, right on? Well, first of all, you know, Michael's not a reporter. He's an ex-player. But if he said Hopkins talked to him and told him those stories, then I believe it. Now, when Hopkins was traded, he talked to one media person here, and he said all the right things about the Texans, the Cardinals, and Bill O'Brien. And then later he tweeted the same thing about the Texans, the Cardinals, and Bill O'Brien. And then Michael, the next morning, had that conversation, and then Hopkins put out another tweet that said, this is blown out of proportion. As I said yesterday, I have the utmost respect for Coach O'Brien, blah, blah, blah. And what, and what, what Michael Irvin said Hopkins told him was Bill O'Brien said, the last time I had a conversation like this was with uh, Aaron Hernandez. Right. Well, my question is, why were they having that conversation? What was Hopkins doing that made O'Brien think he needed to have that conversation and invoke the name of Aaron Hernandez? And uh, so there was a reason for that. You don't just go up to somebody and talk about it. But uh, there have been friction between those two. And by friction, it was never any cross words or blow-ups. I saw Hopkins every day, talked to him off the record quite a bit. I knew he was unhappy with his contract and had three years left. I knew he was going to try to get it redone. I knew they weren't going to do it. They've only done one in history with more than two years left, and that was Andre Johnson who'd signed a bad contract, and the other one was J.J. Watt with two years left, but he'd been three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And their philosophy has always been, Jody, we will negotiate an extension if you earned it with one year left. So I knew it was going to get ugly like they had last year with Clowney, and I wasn't surprised when he was traded. I was surprised they didn't get more. Let's talk about the trade itself. David Johnson, two years ago, you could have made the argument, was a top two, three back in the league. The last couple of years doesn't even come into play. Injury certainly a factor in that, but when he played, he didn't play near as well as he did previously, so it wasn't just the gross number of yards down and touchdowns and everything else. You believe or define for yourself how much the injury caused the drop-off in production. What does Bill O'Brien and or the Texans know about David Johnson being able to rebound and go back to being a top five back in the league? Well, nothing's going to justify trading Hopkins, but here's what I know. They like David Johnson and their system. Last year, they traded for Carlos Hyde when Lamar Miller blew out his knee in preseason. I just yawned about Carlos Hyde. He bounced around, never rushed for more than 960 yards, and he had 1,070 alternating with Duke Johnson, a really good receiver. They offered Carlos Hyde a two-year deal for $10 million. He turned it down. They moved on. They targeted Johnson. They think in their system, Johnson will excel. Johnson's history was this. He was fabulous in 2016 as a runner and receiver. He broke his wrist and missed 2017. 2018, he came back, rushed for 940 yards, caught I came about 50 passes and scored 10 touchdowns. That wasn't too bad. And then last year, he never fit Cliff Kingsbury's system, and he was demoted down to third team. They signed Kenyon, traded for Kenyon Drake to play him, and Cliff Kingsbury just didn't have any use for Johnson. And what the Texans should have done was offer like a five or a four. 
The trade is David Johnson, the 40th pick in a overall pick this year, a fourth-round pick next year. And the Texans, for some reason, threw in a fourth-round pick with DeAndre Hopkins, which I don't understand. And the fact that Buffalo gave up multiple picks, including a one for Stephon Diggs, tells me either they didn't think highly of Hopkins or the Texans were not interested in trading Hopkins in the AFC. Well, that makes some sense, but I got to see it from David Johnson. Nice fit. Uh, I will not determine until he actually gets out there and starts to play. I'm sure to do a deal like this, uh, Bill O'Brien ran it by ownership because uh, major moves like that in the National Football League don't get done without ownership's blessing. So they okayed it, so they've got to at least back him for now. But how much added pressure is there on O'Brien for this deal? And as you mentioned, the uh, turnaround in the playoff game against Kansas City this year, uh, things have not gone well of late for the Texans, including the offseason. How much pressure does O'Brien start the season with? None when it comes to his job. He's uh, been the general manager unofficially, unofficially from June of last year until he was named officially last month. He made a lot of trades, a lot of claims, and I don't have a problem with any of them except Clowney. I don't have a problem with Laramie Tunsil, Kenny Stills deal at all. They would have been picking 26 in the first round, and they'd still need an offensive tackle, and none available or as good as Tunsil. They would have had to try trade up a long way to get one that might have been as good. So I don't have a problem with that. Clowney, they waited too long on that deal till they were boxed into a corner. Now this one with Hopkins puts a lot of pressure on O'Brien from the fans and the media. But the owner, Cal McNair, he's there every day. O'Brien goes over everything with him, and he signs off on it because, you know, if you don't like the moves your general manager's making, you know, get rid of the general manager. But Bill O'Brien's under no pressure at all. As much as so many fans and members of the media here want him fired, I believe he'd have to have back-to-back losing seasons to get fired. And as long as Deshaun Watson's healthy, I don't think that's going to happen. Good answer. Um, What is Bill O'Brien's relationship with his quarterback? Uh, Watson loves O'Brien. Watson's never tried to hide that. His first year when he was hurt, uh, they went 4-12. and 12. They had 23 players on hour, including 13 starters. Fans wanted O'Brien gone, and Watson would come out and tweet, you know, don't fire OB. I want OB. And so they've worked together closely. O'Brien's called the plays. He's turning the plays over to his offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly. It's the second time O'Brien in his seven seasons will have given up play calling. He did it one year with George Godsey. He took it back, fired him a year later. Kelly, this is his ninth year with O'Brien going back to Penn State as a GA. But uh, Hopkins loves O'Brien, likes working with him. They get along really well. Then that's going to be a key uh, if your uh, prediction is to come to fruition that the owner is uh, going to give this uh, general manager slash coach who's done some questionable things a uh, lot of leeway to get it done this year. All right, so the the, the town is up in arms. The owner's okay. Bill O'Brien is feeling just fine about himself. Uh, here's a couple of guys that I think had been weeks, Bill O'Brien and uh, Matt Patricia in Detroit, because Darius Slay came out and said uh, he thought that the coach treated him like a non-professional, which he thought he was, and the like, and he left uh, going out of town, kicking and screaming as he went out the door, uh, much like Hopkins, at least to Michael Irvin. Is it a 
Bill Belichick mentor thing that guys try and be Belichick without being Belichick and get themselves in trouble and push the disciplinarian uh, chip too far? Jody, that's the way it is with guys that grow up with O'Brien. I mean, grow up with Belichick. O'Brien did not. His his mentors are Belichick, George O'Leary, Ralph Regan, those guys. He's taken some from all of them. Patricia hadn't done squat as a head coach. O'Brien's won the division four out of six years, won two playoff games. So he's done better than any former Patriot coach. Uh, and Mike Vrabel now has had back-to-back nine and seven seasons, and but he wasn't a coach. He was a player. So most of those guys that come out of that system, if they try to be Belichick and implement that system, doesn't work because two reasons, as, as you know, Jody, they're not Belichick. They don't have Tom Brady. And so the thing about Patricia, he's going to have to stick around a while and win some. But, uh, you know, Brian's a disciplinarian. He's tough. He doesn't care if people don't like him. He's going to do what he thinks is best for the team. And it doesn't matter what anybody thinks other than Janice and McNair and her son, Cal, who runs the team. All right. Uh, we get you on because we know you know the Texans inside out, but you covered the entire National Football League. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, fill in the blank, take as much time and or words as you need. Tom Brady is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer because blank. Give me the top reason, couple reasons, wherever you want to go with it. Because the Patriots wouldn't give him a similar deal and because Bill Belichick didn't show him enough love out the door. Bob Kraft did, but not Belichick. I think they could have gotten that worked out if Belichick had told him, here's the plan, here's what we're going to try to do to add more talent. And it looks like, based on everything I've heard and read, Jody, none of that happened. And so Bruce Arians, of course, is a great player's coach. He's got talent. There's a huge difference in taxes in Florida than Massachusetts and California. And plus he's got great wide receivers, good enough tight ends. And uh, if he can get a running back who can catch like he had in New England, he'll be he should be perfectly happy about everything personnel wise. All right, uh, I'll ask you the same question about Belichick that I have asked about his mentor down there, his uh, former student down there in Houston. Is there pressure on Bill Belichick this year to get a reasonable? starting quarterback and be able to keep up the uh, 11 straight divisions in a row, whatever they've won. It's been a long time since they didn't win the AFC East. Does Bill Belichick actually even feel pressure this year? I believe when you go to nine Super Bowls and you win (laughs) and you're supposed to win the Super Bowl every year, that something like this is a different kind of pressure. Jared Stidham, who started at my alma mater, Baylor, and Art Browse, former Baylor coach, told me he had a chance to be the greatest quarterback he'd ever coached, and that included RG3, who wanted the Heisman, won the Heisman Trophy at Baylor as a junior. And then Stedham, of course, transferred to Auburn. And if Belichick has seen enough behind the scenes and he thinks Stedham can start, I don't think he's going to be a bridge quarterback. I remember Ted Johnson, who'd been on the – Patriots for six years when Brady was elevated, when Bledsoe got hurt, that they had no clue he was going to be as good as he was when he played. And when he was starting after Bledsoe came back, Belichick made that decision. They were in shock. So maybe Belichick sees something instead of throwing four passes as a rookie, three in the last game that others don't. And I think it, it, I have the utmost confidence 
If Belichick thinks he can play, he can play. Jody, the guy I'd like to see them get, I'd love to see if Josh McDaniels could cut cut Jameis Winston's interceptions and pick sixes in half down to 15-3 and three and see what he could do with them. Okay, that uh, could play. We'll see if it does. Uh, since you went to Stidham, I'll make my last question on him. Left Baylor to go to Auburn. What was the backstory there? Why did he leave? Because of Baylor had gotten a Baylor scandal under Art Browse and players were bailing right and left, and he left and went to a junior college in Waco Then he, where they didn't play football, and then he transferred to Auburn. And a little side story, he is married to the daughter of Houston Rockets, President Tad Brown, Kennedy Brown, soccer player at Baylor. And uh, so they are in a a lot of pressure, of course. Anybody taking Brady's place, anybody taking Belichick's place is going to be under enormous pressure. Stidham's a really good kid. He's tough. He's got a great arm. I would imagine working with Josh McDaniels. And Nick Casario, their personnel guy, who also helps coach quarterbacks, I would imagine if those guys think he's ready to play, I can't wait to see how he does play, if they put some talent around him. Brady didn't have much talent at all last year. You're right. He's got a uh, more talented group of wide receivers now than maybe he's ever had in New England. We'll see how that plays when he gets to Tampa. Uh, John, as always, you bring information whenever you're up aboard. We appreciate it. We thank you for it. Stay safe, my friend. Jody, my pleasure. Thank you very much as well. That is John McClain, Houston Chronicles, been covering the NFL for decades and still does it at the top of his game day in and day out. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.